Hey guys, welcome back to the Brain Dump. Today we have a special guest. This is Jessica, our friend. Um, wow. Wow. <laughs> Would you like to introduce yourself? Hi guys, I'm Jessica. Great introduction. Anyways, <laughs> we're gonna talk about kind of like the capitalism and like the productivity culture and how that impacts creativity and like mental health. So, mm-hmm. yeah, okay. So, starting off with a disclosure here, when I say the word capitalism, I don't mean like the theory of a free market. I'm talking about American modern day capitalism, which really isn't capitalism so much as it is like almost neo-feudalism. So, yes, I'm not advocating for full-on communism. I'm just advocating for a more regulated, more moderate version of a free market. Okay, anyways, let's get started. It's kind of like the effects. So Jessica, you had, you felt very strongly that this is what you wanted to talk about. So are there any thoughts that you would like to start off with? Right, so here's- Also, I love how your voice just like, deepened by like six octaves as soon as we started recording or like it's time to do this right okay so i was mimicking you sara in your wonderful authoritative voice so there are two problems with only valuing productivity in today's capitalist capitalistic world the first one is that you're devaluing someone's humanity when you only put value on them based on how much they're putting out So, um, you know, the purpose of your life shouldn't be to work as much as possible. Like Mm. the amount of hours that a person has to put in has increased since the last century, but the compensation has really stayed the same while productivity levels are going up because of all like the mechanization and technology that we're doing. So basically we have a a culture that's hyper-focused on work and productivity and that's really bad because if I wake up at like 7 a.m. in the morning I go to work I get off of work at like 5 but then from 5 to 10 p.m. I have to catch up on emails and do some other stuff for work it's basically like adult homework then when I go to sleep I haven't done anything meaningful right the purpose of being human is to discover what the human experience is or to create and to explore and like you know engineering rocket ships um, or creating art is fine if that's what you really want to do if that's your version of the human experience but if it's not your work shouldn't be taking up all of your day and so then we run into another problem with valuing productivity over everything else which is that then you start to perpetuate discrimination so one example of this is like I'm not a guy at some point in my life really? <laughs> I may have a child maybe not but like me as a hypothetical female might have a child so if I have a child obviously that's painful obviously I won't be able to work for a while that means my value as a person goes down because you're not looking at my value from any other lens than how much work I'm doing which sucks second way discrimination is perpetuated by the system is like say I own a bakery because there's all sorts of issues going on with bakeries right now 
and I refuse to hire like an LGBTQ worker or I refuse to hire a minority worker because it's bad for business. Okay, yeah, theoretically that means your value goes up because you're producing more and you have more customers. That doesn't make you a great person though, right? That just devalues you, that devalues the person you're employing and that devalues your community because then you're saying, okay, what matters to me most is productivity, not inclusivity. And I'm not gonna make an effort to diversify my community at the expense of that productivity, which is exactly the problem we have right now with like everything that's going on with our society from climate change to inclusion to basically everything else. Okay. Mm. <laughs> Long rant. No, but like that like last point about discrimination is like, we learned about that in econ, like, that's what that was like a unit in econ this semester um i'm wondering the examples you gave were if you owned a bakery and if you had a hypothetical child and if you woke up at seven to go to your job um neither of which i know of unless you're running a secret like baking operation that i am not aware of but i'm wondering how like how does this value like societal value of productivity how does that play into your everyday life do you feel pressure to act at a certain way because of that. Okay, so y'all, if you couldn't tell already, I'm Asian. Um, <laughs> You're Asian and stress female? productivity culture is is my life, um, and I, it, especially for Gen Z and millennial, like heaps, I guess. Work is work or, you know, school and productivity is basically what you do from the moment you wake up to when you go to sleep. So for me, I wake up, I do, I answer my emails, I do all the stuff I'm supposed to do. And then I look at the clock and it's already like 8 p.m. and I haven't done anything meaningful. I haven't done anything that I feel is creative. And then I go back to doing more emails because even though I say that I deplore this productivity obsessed capitalist culture i am going to be i'm going to lose benefits if i don't keep up with that right so it's like you can't yeah. win but you can always lose i think that's also just like talks of productivity culture but i think there's also some people who do like find ways for like creativity and sometimes capitalism mm-hmm. can help with that like don't get me wrong yeah but yeah it's also just like there's some effects where like everything is about output and producing and then but the thing is also if if you don't get enough input or if you don't take time for yourself then you're not gonna produce great output either so it's like three examples of when creativity was actually really really super beneficial to humanity as a whole but wasn't productivity focused so the first example of this was isaac newton literally All Newton did for two years was sit in his house and think about math. Like, he Mm. was paid to sit in his house. And that's not terribly productive. That's also, like, not terribly normal. But if we had valued Newton based on, like, his productivity, you know, like, how many apples he was growing, or I don't know what people did back then, but he would not have been able to sit in this house for two whole years and just think. And out of those two years came like Newton's development of calculus and his theories about gravitation and some other mathematical concept I'm forgetting. But the point is physics as we know today and math as we know today wouldn't exist if this one English guy hadn't decided he was going to 
not be productive and just sit in his house for two years. <clears throat> Second, I think. Oh, oh, sorry. Continue. Sorry. I think like a lot of people like when you. I think like a lot of people are obsessed with like numbered like. Mm-hmm. productivity because like sitting in someone's house and like thinking is like technically I mean in a way kind of productive because then you're like kind of like pra- I don't know like practicing it's not the right word for this but like kind of like a step into like developing something right but but you we can't measure that in numbers <clears throat> exactly so we don't pay people to come up well most companies don't pay people to come up with ideas right they pay people to like produce numbers so like the second example i was going to bring up was in the 1500s and the 1600s i think someone developed a music box and basically like you know how like you would wind those music boxes up and they have like these little cylinders um that would play the song back to you right that was essentially one of the first examples of a machine that was programmed to do something it was like early code and that a couple hundred years later inspired um this guy called i can't remember his name i think he was french he that inspired this french guy to come up with the idea of punch cards which inspired charles babbage to come up with like using punch cards in the first programmable computer so people usually start the history of computer science with charles babbage and ada lovelace but it goes way back a couple hundred years before to when someone was like hey music is cool why don't we do this and back then it didn't have any inherent product productive value because i mean like music is not productive i guess um but it actually did turn out to have a really big impact right that's that was the inspiration for the first programmable computer and now computer science does so much productive things for the world Okay, here's my question. What's the next step then? Because you acknowledging that the system is messed up and it doesn't lead to living a fulfilling life is fine. But if you decide that because of the society we're in it's still more important to focus on the numbers and to lose creativity, you're still perpetuating the problem. Right. Like I if think- we don't have the full freedom to just leave everything and go full on creative, how can we still like make live better lives ourselves or at least like make a society better for the next generation so that they feel less pressure to give into that mm-hmm. i think there was this quote <clears throat> from um this guy called Steven Johnson i think that I was reading about when he says necessity is the mother of innovation but fa- the but play is the father um so unless you're like one of those geckos who can reproduce by yourself without you know another like chromosomal contributor um you kind of need both things in order for creativity to happen you need product you need like necess- necessity you need the pressure that comes from the competitive pressure that comes from a capitalistic society but you also need freedom to explore your own ideas in your own time so what i suggest is well there's a couple layers to this the first is cultural. Um I think it just starts with individuals saying like okay there's there's a certain boundary where my time is not going to be about how much I can produce as a laborer but about what I can create and what I can contribute to 
the human experience. Um, and that's a really general per- statement on purpose. The second layer is policy making. So I think there really should be policies in place that make sure employers are not prioritizing productivity above all else. So that reduces discrimination by providing like parental leave um, or you know equal employment opportunity. And that also ensures that like if the government can pass policies that limit the hours you're working or increase the pay for when you're working overtime um, because right now I think you know the amount of money you're paid per hour has actually decreased by like seven percent if you're just for inflation um, if you increase the amount of pay that people are getting that gives them more financial freedom to work less exhausting hours and to have their own time separate from whatever they're doing for your company. Um, I'll play devil's advocate this one time. <laughs> Basically, there's like two ways. If like if someone's like pay goes up, I think there's two different ways. Like one way is like what you mentioned, and another way is just like incentivize other like people to just work more and more so they can get more money instead of like um, um, instead of like using that money to, for like their creative needs, it's called the no. income resuscitation. <clears throat> it's called what? Econ knowledge. Oh. It's called the income resuscitation effect from the econ. Anyways, but yeah, I mean there are definitely people who are workaholics and who are going to continue to work, but I think that the status quo is just not sustainable in the long term and it's harmful to innovation so i think that you know of course there are going to be workaholics who insist on accumulating more wealth by continuing to work the same hours but given you know what given the sentiments that are really like prevalent among younger people i think that if we raise the minimum wage or if we raise you know if we improve work policies to ensure people are getting fairer wages, most people will opt to take at least an hour off a week or maybe two hours. And you never know if that's the amount of time you need to produce something that might actually change the world or might actually change the way that we think, the way that we look at art. Um, Like I really doubt Thomas Edison set out to create the light bulb because he wanted to earn as much money as possible. Like that, creating the light bulb was an incredibly time intensive, incredibly difficult um, process that did not return much value for him. If you're looking at like the possibilities of failure um, that he was looking at, so. I think my biggest problem well, if, if you want to say anything, Sarah, but mine is like, you can't be good at something for the first time or like the second time because you haven't had enough practice for that. And like, the thing is, I think a lot of people, like their worth kind of goes up in like staircases. Like you do this well, and then you do the next point and then the next point and you keep doing well. It's like kind of like a linear slope, but then like life isn't like that. 
because life is kind of like you really struggle, 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 and then you kind of have a peak, and then something you can struggle again, and then you get or you can also hit a peak again. It's like very like not right. linear, right? But right, like, and I think like, that's the problem yeah. because we're treating life like it's a linear slope. Like if you work enough, if you're productive enough, you'll eventually see the returns. But you're not seeing the returns, and life isn't like that. So. You know, the only way you get to that spike in creativity you were talking about is if you have a string of just like almost invisible progress before that. But you're never gonna you're never going to get to that point if you're not allowed the time and the space to be unproductive and to explore, right? She just stopped. <laughs> Sara, what are your Would thoughts? You like to say yeah, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to ponder what I feel right now. Because, especially because of the environment that we're in, a very competitive high school, I feel like this is a common sentiment, acknowledging that we feel like we have to work hard for our test scores or for college admission but wishing that we had the time to do our creative pursuits or that we or that we could be successful in our creative pursuits but if you really feel so strongly about that why not follow them mm -hmm. and I there think are a lot of examples of like people like if you follow if you follow a path that other people haven't taken there's a chance for failure but there's also a chance for success and so I, think... the, mm -hmm. I feel like it's kind of hypocritical it definitely is very hypocritical for individuals to say they don't approve of this culture and to participate in it. But I Me. don't think there's another option here because unless the culture as a whole changes, going after pursuing creativity, pursuing innovation without regards to your own productivity is going to be harmful to your livelihood. And it is going to be harmful to your mental health. So it really is lose-lose until you can change the culture. Um, well, doesn't... <clears throat> how do you change the culture if you don't have individuals who are willing to go out and share their experiences and inspire It requires compromise. So, of course, you're not going to be able to just throw away all of your schooling. Um, you can't like just quit your office job all of a sudden if you have no other means of livelihood and I don't know, go to a cabin to write a book. But what you can do is draw certain borders and make sure you're not getting too caught up in that culture. Maybe if you work an extra eight hours a week, you'll get more money. But maybe you should take that eight hours instead to be creative. And that that is contingent upon you having a base on which to survive. So I guess what I'm saying is that if you provide that minimum like level of sustainability for people to have a life that has you know that meets the bare standards of living then people can become begin to become creative but if you're creating a situation where it's almost impossible to maintain decent standards of living without overworking yourself just in the name of productivity then you're never going to make any progress Sure. I think to a point there's certain people who still value like 
creativity or like quote unquote unproductiveness like because like for example like college admissions like yes there's test scores and everything and all that but at the same time they like give you a chance for like writing an essay or like kind of or like supplementals like do you know what I mean it's not solely like number 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 like there's there's flaws in the system that's the whole but I'm just saying I don't think it's completely or not even like college admissions but like other like things like when you meet a person like or or you decide to become like friends with them or whatever it's really not like what can you produce but I think it's more of like what are you like also doing for yourself because that's what makes someone like valuable I agree I think in like I would imagine for admissions offers but officers but also for people who are looking at friends it stands out when you realize that someone's working on something just because they want to and most of the time just the sheer fact that they want to work on it they're enjoying it they're passionate about it it leaves them to put in that work that leads to them being successful with it i i agree but i think that the value individuals place on each other is different from the value that society places on each other on mm-hmm. an individual and i think the value that society places on you matters because it determines how you're going to live and what your status in society is going to be um i guess you know not all aspects i'm not obviously not saying we need to burn society to the ground and start over again i think it does start with individual change um and compromise and sacrifice you know letting go of letting go of some things in order to get others um but I, I do definitely think that the burden here is not solely on you or me or anyone who's listening to this podcast. The burden should be on people who are making decisions um, and the people as a monolith, not, not individuals. There's one phrase that kind of bothers me. It's like when people say, do what you want to do, like, or like, and in a way, like, I agree, because like, or some people like, don't like just become like a doctor or like an engineer for the money, but like, do what you want to do and like, actually like, live your life. And like, to a point, like, I agree, like, it's important to actually like major in like what you want to do. But I think like, people should have like a little disclaimer there, where it's like, do what you want to do. But make sure that like you can actually live, <laughs> because like so, mm-hmm. if like what I want to do is just like play video games at home for the entire entirety of my life, like that's not gonna like give me money unless like you're in an actual like gaming YouTube channel or something like that. But like I think like at least for me when I was younger, like you don't you don't no one reads that little disclaimer to you. So then I was like okay like i can do what i do but then like why do i need to do other things like yeah i mean and this is why i think a ubi or social welfare apart from the economic impacts of that which i'd highly encourage you to check out it's i think it's morally a a good thing to do because if we're if we're interpreting value as money and i'm saying i will pay you if you work 60 hours a week 
you like you have to work 60 hours a week just to meet the bare minimum to live that's not a great option but if i say i will give you through social welfare or through a ubi money on which you can maintain bare standards of living then i'm saying i'm valuing you as a person and not based on how many hours you can put in and i think that has benefits first for innovation and creativity second i do want to talk about the economic impacts a little bit because when you give people more purchasing power you will help the economy and it really doesn't matter how big your gdp is if most of people like most of the middle class isn't benefiting from that um but that's a whole other issue we can get into so for the both of you what are the ways that what are your creative escapes in the middle of all the productivity how do you find some rest or relaxation or times just let your mind free should we already answer first okay <laughs> well i think because since quarantine or covid i've been at home so i've been like quote unquote more unproductive than usual because like at school i would just go to school go to go to my house do homework maybe do other things and like sleep and kind of repeat over and like i don't know how i did that looking back on it now but like my level of productivity is not like that right now but at the same time like I, I do take a lot of I think I do take a lot of time for myself in a way like so like recently I've taken up like kind of learning online choreography and I'm dancing to them and like I'm not the best at it like I have a lot of improvement to do because I haven't like I I like periodically dance but like it's like I haven't like truly like been in the studio since like eighth grade so like. It's mostly just for like fun and because I want to improve, but it's not like I can submit it to an audition because it's not like to that level yet. It's kind of just purely for fun. Right, and you can't get better at it if you don't practice and yeah. have all the things where you're not that great. I also think what's important is redefining what it means to be productive. For me yesterday I woke up late and I spent the majority of the afternoon right after I had woken up being like oh wow wow this is just going to be a bad day I was just like laying around I wasn't doing anything um and thinking that I was being very unproductive led for me led for it to be difficult for me to be like okay well I should start being productive and do this one thing what I ended up doing was that I was worried that like I was just going to end up with another day that I would consider a waste So instead, I just like started writing down the things that I had done that I was like, "Oh, I did something. That's good." And I mean, it ended up feeling nice. Like I would say like Caroline kept on saying quote unquote you were being unproductive. Yeah. And it's like that's how I would also say that my day went, but I thought I was pretty productive. Like I worked on my college essay. I started a new TV show on Netflix that I wanted to try, mm-hmm. The Umbrella Academy. Jessica Hope and you had talked about that. Yeah. Um and like I felt happy with that choice. Like I'm still watching the show now and I'm feeling pretty happy with it. So like I mean, I think that if I did something in a day that made me feel happy and I actually did get further on things that I should have to do, I consider that a win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um also 
Oh, sorry. Another creative escape has been this podcast. Ooh, yes, yes, yes. Yes. Technically, this is like, what? It technically, kind of got born out of quarantine. Right. Both of us. Exactly. When you don't I, have, when you have time to do nothing, you create something beautiful. Right. I'd been feeling for a while that I needed some outlet for my thoughts, and then Caroline was like, "Same," and I was like, "Oh," and so we made this podcast. Oh. Yeah. This is nice. This I just is- like a space where. Like, it's assured that I can say what I'm thinking and hear what other people are thinking and question myself and other people. Mm. I also just want to, like, point out, like, taking time off and, like, just recharging and or, like, not doing anything or just thinking and making sure you're happy is, like, very productive for, like, yourself, like, in terms of, like, actual productivity. Here's an example. The day before my math final, May, <laughs> this year. <laughs> um, she sounds like she's beginning an epic tale. <laughs> well, I was like actually very nervous for it because I didn't feel like I had studied enough for it and I didn't feel like, prepared enough. And like, I was kind of stressing over it even though like, even if I had studied before, I would not be and I would have been completely fine. Anyways, the day before, I literally just like wrote down like, no actually no before that instead of studying like all the way like before math final and like being too stressed out i literally just like took like an hour or two just like playing like chords in the ukulele and then like later just like wrote down like hey you're doing great caroline okay you're a good person you don't let things affect you too much and then like i read back on it like a few days ago and i was like oh my god Yes. Ugh. That's so cute. We shouldn't devalue those just tiny moments. Mm-hmm. I didn't do so well in my mouth, I don't know. But that doesn't mean that you're any less of a good person. Thank you. I don't know, I think... From the perspective of, I don't know, extraterrestrial explorers who will find our remains and like, 2,000 years. What are they going to care about? Like our culture, our art, our literature, our beliefs, more than, oh, I sold three cars today. You know, I think, I think when work becomes really mundane um, and productivity based, it loses its value. And I think, you know, as, you know, I mean, archaeologists, even today, when they look back at old cultures, they want to know what it's like in the daily life of people who lived back then. It would be really much more interesting to be like, hey, look, this human spent most of her life creating films or, I don't know, different, insert different pursuit here um rather than oh this person was at a desk all day long and then she went home and sat at her desk and did more desk stuff and then she went home and oh i already said that and then she went to bed and then she dreamt about desk stuff and she woke up (laughs) and to do more desk stuff nice 
what I find a bit interesting, Jessica, is that so far you seem to be talking in a very third person way, talking about UBI's, desk jobs, bakery, bakeries, and now I asked about individual creative pursuits and you're like, when aliens will come and they evaluate us. So I wonder if that's kind of representative of your thoughts of product productivity for the sake of society system, but I just kind of want to push a little bit more into asking what are your, like, what is your evaluation of yourself hmm. as it relates to creativity, productivity, without thinking of, like, the examples that are there of people mm-hmm. living their daily lives? I've done a better job at being creative and not falling into, like, a productivity trap. Um, I find that, I, I mean, I write screenplays now, apparently, that's a thing. Mm-hmm. And um, comedy sets, and I think my ideas come when I'm just thinking and not doing anything else or like staring out a window. Yes. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, and I think in the end, maybe like my passions are with rocket science. Um, maybe my passions are with filmmaking, but either way, I think I'll contribute more to society by doing that rather than learning all that can be learned about I don't know biology and then never doing anything with it because I wanted to get into a college you know what I mean Mm -hmm. some of my best thoughts come from whenever I'm showering or when I'm in the car and because I don't go anywhere because of quarantine now all of my best ideas are when I'm showering like I'm not kidding like 90% of all the topics I write are because, are like during while I'm sharing and I'm just like, oh my god, that's a great idea. (laughs) Showers are very soothing, I agree. Does anyone ever take baths anymore? Yes, Ashley. I have have one friend, if she's listening, she'll know who she is, but her entire family has been on a bath craze recently. Ooh. Um, (laughs) Friendly, very relaxing, very soothing for the muscles. Um, they really go all out with like, I mean, you know, like I feel like if you're if you're making the commitment to take a bath, you really do need to go all out. Like you need those essential oils, need those candles, rose petals sprinkled, like, ooh, everything. yeah. I also want to bring up one how This is kind of different, but like, you know how like self care people are like, oh yeah, for self care. Like on a face mask or like did a really nice bath and not to say like those are bad because those are great those are amazing but i think some people like forget that self-care isn't just like doing that but also just self-care can also just be like being in your bed for like an hour and just thinking right it can be mental Mm -hmm. emotional social I'm thinking, what is one thing, okay, let's all say one thing that we've done today that was self-care, or one thing that we're now saying that we have to do today that's self-care. Is it really self-care if you say you have to do it? Yeah. Yeah. You should totally plan self-care and be like, I'm going to hold myself accountable. And now there are two people on this podcast who are going to hold you accountable. (laughs) So... 
most days because I'm at home, I don't change a lot. But today I actually changed. <laughs> nice. And like, actually put my hair in a ponytail instead of like making it all down. Wow. I'm proud of you. Nice. I like the stripes on your shirt. Nice. I don't, well, I don't know. You. I don't know why I phrase that so weirdly. I like your shirt. <laughs> the stripes on your shirt look nice. Um. I think I'll work out. I feel lazy and don't want to, but I feel better when I do it, so I will work out. I've been watercoloring. Don't know if that's an actual verb, but yes. Also very relaxing. I wish I could draw. <laughs> oh yeah, follow Jessica's art account. Yeah, we'll tag it. In the early yeah, at I have lost my turtle dove. <laughs> Did you ever find it? No, that's the point. I've lost it, Sarah. If I ever find it, I'll change my name too. I have found I have my found. turtle dove. I have found my turtle dove, yes. But you know, it would then ruin the meaning of the username. Hmm. Would, you, would you like to share for your audience? No, it's a secret. Are you sure? I'm taking it to my grave. Okay. Easily found via Google search. Thank you, Jessica, for coming. That was a great conversation. Let's all stick to our self-care. <laughs> Why is this happening to me? Let's all stick to our self-care goals. I'm gonna just tell my, give myself a bit of self-care and say, it's okay that you're stumbling over your words, Sarah. Good for you, you can speak. Um, let us know. What are the moments that you take in your day to do a little bit of self-care? And if you don't do any, what are some ways that you want to start doing it? On that note, this is Brain Out. <laughs>